Hello, my name is Larry Lannon, the writer behind the local Fishers Indiana news blog, LarryInFishers.com. I started the blog in January of 2012, and it is still going. Four years after that, in 2016, I started the LarryInFishers.com podcast series featuring guests of local interest. That podcast is still going strong. Now, if you like the podcast and are listening on a platform such as iTunes, I'll just take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. It's time now for the latest LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at the Hamilton East Library in downtown Fishers, and I'm with Amy Krell, who's the volunteer coordinator for the city of Fishers, and Stephanie Perry, who's with the public relations department for the city. Ladies, welcome. Always glad to talk to you. We've talked before. It's good to be back again. Good morning. And Thanks good morning. For having us. It's always good to have you as well. And uh, we're going to talk about something uh, that I think is very important. Uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday is coming up. We are recording this podcast on January 3rd. You never know when someone's going to listen to a podcast. But coming up soon is the Martin Luther King holiday, which is tied loosely to Dr. King's birthday. Uh, this year it's Monday, January 16th. And the city of Fishers is spearheading a food drive connected with MLK Day. So I'm going to ask uh, Amy uh, to, to start this. Uh, Amy, how did this all come together this year, this idea for a food drive? Yeah, thanks, Larry. Um, well, in meeting with our local food pantries, it came to our attention that they were experiencing an increase in demand and a decrease in donations, um, that they were struggling to supply the people who utilize the food banks here. So our community engagement team got together and um, decided to help out and create a community-wide food drive in connection to MLK Day this year. And Stephanie, I must say that uh, hearing that and seeing that in some of the material you put out uh, announcing this, I don't think most Fishers residents understand that even though we are a pretty well-off suburban mm -hmm. community, there are people who struggle in Fishers. Uh, both the trustees of Delaware Township and Fall Creek Township trustees, who are Debbie Driscoll and Doug Allman, I've talked to them a number of times, and uh, both of them know that based on uh, what I'm seeing, the demand for food is up at these trustees' offices and the supply is down. That's not a good sign, mm -hmm. to be quite blunt about it. Uh, but explain how, how participating in this food drive can, can help out with that. Yeah, I mean, it is a problem here, like you said, that a lot of people aren't aware of. And I think the holidays, there's a lot of buzz around giving back and a lot of great uh, food drives and campaigns around the holiday season. But then you get into January, and I think that that momentum kind of dies off. And so we were strategic with doing this food drive when we did because we wanted to offer it at a, a different time of year. And um, after the holidays, some of these food pantries are are cleared out. And so doing something in later January seemed like really a good fit and that would meet the need of our community. You know, Amy, that's true because people think of giving at Christmas time. Well, we've passed that part of the, the year and into a new year now. And now that uh, uh, maybe giving isn't on uh, the, how should I put it, on the front of the agenda for people now, it doesn't mean the need is any less. Absolutely. 
and is actually more at this time. Um, and it's nice to partner with MLK Day because that is a national day of service. So not only can people give back by donating food, but there's also volunteer opportunities that are in uh, along with this program. We'll have volunteers at the parks for the Pack the Bus events. We'll have volunteers at the Three Kroger's locations um, to collect donations. Volunteers um, at the end of the food drive. Um, taking all of the donations off of the buses and the snow plows and organizing them. Um, and then we have uh, volunteer opportunities as well on the 14th, uh, Saturday the 14th, a Christmas tree mulch spread at Bill Rickey Park, and then an onion seed planting event out at the Agri-Park. Long list there. There's a lot, <laughs> lot going on. Uh, let's talk about the food drive, kind of zero on that again for the moment, because the actual food drive will be on Monday January 16th, and uh, my understanding is there'll be several places where, where people can uh, drop off their donations or local schools involved. There's at least one grocery chain involved, so talk about that. Yeah, so we're going to, we're partnering with HSE schools. They're going to supply school buses for pack the bus events at eight of our local parks. Um, and then we're partnering with Kroger, and they've agreed to. Um, have volunteers outside of their stores passing out flyers uh, informing the residents of what the needs are and what we're collecting for and then our department of public works is going to have snow plows at each of the krogers so the donations can be placed in the snow plows um, and then at the end that's going to be from 10 to 2 on uh, monday the 16th and at two o'clock, all those buses and snow plows are going to move over to mem the Memory Ventures building on 96th Street. Uh, Youth Assistance Program has a space in the back of that building where they store and organize their food donations. So they're allowing us to use that space. And we're partnering with um, Good Samaritan Network, and they're going to um, supply forklifts and pallets and shrink wrap. And we're going to use volunteers there to organize all the donations and then um, Good Samaritan Network will disperse all these donations to the five different food pantries and fishers. You know, Stephanie, the idea to use snow plows is a great one, unless, of <laughs> yeah. course, it snows. <laughs> uh, well, yes. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't hope happen that doesn't on that happen. day. Uh, but it's not, using snow plows, that's different. You have a long list of, of people who are involved mm -hmm. in this. And, and uh, Amy, I do know that uh, you are also the city liaison with the local group of faith community leaders. We've talked about that before mm -hmm. on, on podcasts, and I've been to a couple of their early meetings. Um, I know you've asked the faith community uh, to be involved in this as well. We have. We've asked them to hold a food drive at their uh, place of worship so their congregants can donate. Um, we're also asking local businesses to have food drives for their employees um, and hopefully – all of those people will come together, and um, we'll have an excellent turnout. Our goal is 50,000 pounds of food. Mm. Uh, uh, a nice goal to have. <laughs> now, uh, I know the city is encouraging these businesses and, and local nonprofits to get on board here. Is there a deadline as to when you can sign up for this? As far as the businesses? Yeah, the and businesses, the, the nonprofits, the um, groups. Well, we pushed it out right before the holidays, and we're going to touch base with the faith community and the businesses again now that the new year has come in. Um, but if they could get started as soon as possible and have the donations uh, collected by the 16th, that would be great. So if, if you're a business or you're a nonprofit, uh, how do you go about uh, getting involved? They can reach out to me. if they. Um, I, we've reached out to many of them already. Um, but they can contact me at krell a at fishers.in.us. 
um, and we can assist in getting their food drive. We can provide them with bins if needed. We can provide transporting their donations if they need that help as well. Very good. And, and uh, what's the response been like so far? It's been a little slow so far. Is that because of the holidays? I think, think. I yeah. think since we pushed it out right before the holidays, it kind of got buried. So we're going to push it out again now, and hopefully we'll get some interest. Yeah, I think, uh, so Stephanie, that, that's one thing that I've seen the city do on a regular basis, is if you have a program you try to push out, you also try to bring others in. Yes. Yeah, I would say our business community and nonprofit community are great partners with us. And so we always try to extend that. You know, our goal is that no matter where you live in the community, no matter how you're involved, there's an opportunity through your local business, your local park um, to get involved. So with the food drive in particular, you know, we picked parks that were spread out throughout the entire city, um, really looking strategically so that no matter where you are, it was just a few minute drive from a resident or a Kroger store. So we have all three of the Kroger stores participating. But yeah, Larry, I think the collaboration of this and the partnership is really what personally excites me the most working with, you know, our Department of Public Works, but also Good Samaritan, HSE Schools, Memory Ventures, the business community, the faith community, just seeing everyone come together to support this cause is really exciting. You know, Emmy, the uh, Martin Luther King Foundation, which uh, sponsors a lot of, of activity around the, the holiday, always has emphasized in my following of them that the MLK holiday should be a, a day off, but also a day on. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people have the day off. Federal employees have it off. Certain mm-hmm. other employers or some people choose to take that personal day on that particular day in honor of Dr. King. But, but this emphasis on, on doing something – special for your community on Martin Luther King Day uh, is is certainly right in line with uh, your call for volunteers. Yeah, I think that's uh, what's very exciting about this is that the kids will be off school. So we have had a lot of families already sign up to volunteer together, which I love to see. I think that's wonderful. Um, and I just think it's a great way to bring the community together and emphasize how important volunteerism is in the uh to fulfill Dr. Martin Luther King's vision of day of service. And if you do have to work on MLK Day, um, we have those volunteer opportunities that Saturday. So throughout the weekend, um, we were kind of purposely picking those for a different day and time. So you can get involved that way as well. And if you're not able to donate on Monday, we have an Amazon wish list that people can go to. They can order uh the items that are needed, and they'll be shipped directly to the city. So they don't even have to leave their house. I'm, I just have to say one thing here. I'm old enough to remember the long span of time it took for the Martin Luther King holiday to become a reality. People don't realize that the very first bill that was filed in Congress to create this holiday was shortly after Dr. King's assassination in 1968. Now, after that, many cities and a few states recognized uh, this this uh, this holiday tied to Dr. King's birthday as a local holiday as early as 1971, but it wasn't until 1986 that President Reagan signed uh, the federal law providing a, a holiday for Dr. King, and and that to me is 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 a long legacy, and 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 I think uh, Amy, this is a part of that legacy what you're trying to do here. I agree. I think. Um it's a great way to honor Dr. Martin Luther King and to provide a way for our residents to 
get involved and honor him as well. You know, uh, Stephanie, I know there have been local organizations in the past that have sponsored events that have been tied to the Martin Luther King holiday. Uh, the city of Fishers has, has partnered with some of those, but the city of Fishers has not really sponsored its own. Some cities mm-hmm. have, some cities don't, but this is a first for the city of Fishers to become involved in this holiday. Yeah, we have always offered volunteer opportunities, at least the past few years during the day of service, but we've purposely tried to steer away from hosting. Uh, actually, I'm incorrect. We, a few years ago, did host a program in conjunction with parks. We had yard sides out mm-hmm. by the amps. People put them at their house, but we've really tried to leverage our community partners and let them really be the experts in hosting the programs that we can support. So this year, for example, and you can find this on our website, Connor Prairie is having their free day, and they are also having special programming around Dr. King. They have a student essay contest right now they're running. Um, and library, where we are now, is also hold, hosting a special program with HSE schools. So we are gathering that information, putting it on this webpage so that you can find out everything going on around the city. But we want our residents to take advantage of these great programs that these experts have put together. Um, so we've tried to really focus on the service component. Yeah, Amy, I think it's interesting that a lot of museums, all the Indianapolis area and Connor Prairie is a part of that now, offering uh, a free day. You you don't have to pay a, a fee to, to go to these places. I think that's wonderful. And and Connor Prairie is, is one of those, obviously an internationally mm-hmm. known uh, museum for what it does. So uh, lots of opportunities for yeah. young people who have a day off school. Remember, it's a day off, but... The King Foundation (laughs) asks for you to make that uh, a day on. You know, when I was looking back at this, I just have to tell one story related to Dr. King. And he recognized, I think, during his lifetime, not just the work that he did, but he realized how much popular culture impacted what he was trying to do. And of all things, Star Trek got involved. (laughs) I don't know if you know this story, Mm -hmm. but Star Trek got involved in this. People forget that in the mid nineteen, mid to late nineteen sixties, there were very few African American actors on screen. There were very, just a handful of them that were regular on a TV series. One of them was a woman by the name of Nichelle Nichols. Now Nichelle Nichols played in Star Trek. She was in almost every episode uh, of that original Star Trek series that was produced in the sixties. Well, Nichelle Nichols had a chance to meet Dr. King, and she had told Dr. King, well, you know, I've done one season on Star Trek, but I've got an opportunity to go to Broadway, and I really want to go to Broadway, and it's a great part, and I think I'm going to leave the series. And Dr. King told her, no, you cannot. (laughs) Quit that series. You're too important. You're a symbol. It's important that someone like yourself. Here's a science fiction uh, you know, plotted story for the future, and it's important that an African American be a wow. part of that future that people envision in Star Trek. And she remained on the cast for the remainder. I think there was three seasons. I think that it was produced, and she ended up remaining only because because she had a better opportunity for her career. She took that wow. aside and went ahead and uh, turned down the Broadway gig and stayed with Star Trek, which might not have been the best. Uh, for her career, but she felt she had a responsibility because Dr. King understood just how important it was for popular culture to reflect what he was trying to say. Wow. Doesn't that, what do you That's think a great when you story. hear a story like yeah. that? Yeah. 
as a as a fan of classic Star Trek, I love that story. <laughs> and you think you're talking about Dr. Uhura, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. And and uh, she was not just a a small character. She no. was she was uh, she was a, a main character. She was in many of the stories. She was one of the important plot characters mm-hmm. in it. And she, I think she was in every single episode in some way. Wow. And uh, and that's and there, I will get there were some controversial scenes that were in Star Trek that were she was involved with that Dr. King wanted the public to see. Interesting. Uh, and uh, I guess it, maybe this is a little off the subject, but I've, I've always been a believer that science fiction sometimes allows us to say mm-hmm. things that we can't mm-hmm. say uh-huh. straight out. Yeah. If you look at some of the old Twilight Zones and so forth, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, and they talked about race a little bit, but it was Dr. King's involvement in Star Trek. And, and, and you know, Star Trek... Uh, was much more popular after it was canceled than it was when it was on <laughs> yeah. TV. But it uh, had enough of an impact that Dr. King thought that was important. So again, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Amy, just talk once again about what's going to be happening, how people can get involved in the Dr. King uh, holiday on January 16th and a few days uh, before that. Absolutely. So Saturday, January 14th, we have two different volunteer opportunities. One is a Christmas tree mulch spread at Bill Rickley Park from 9 to 10, excuse me, 1030, and then an onion seed planting out at the Agri Park from 930 to 11. Um, we will be collecting food for the food drive at eight different local parks and all three Kroger locations from 10 to 2 on Monday, January 16th. Uh, there's volunteer opportunities at all of those locations as well at Mem- Memory Ventures afterwards to unpack the buses and the snowplows and organize the donations. Um, all those volunteer opportunities can be found at volunteerfishers.com. Um, and then all of the events happening throughout mm-hmm. the city can be found at thisisfishers.com. And Stephanie, anything you'd like to add? No, I think obviously we encourage everyone to get involved in any way you can. As Amy mentioned, if you even can't leave your house or you're going to be traveling, check out the Amazon wish list. It has the needs of the local food pantries on it. Order something, it will be sent directly to us um, to give to a Good Samaritan. But I think it's just important to figure out a way, your own way to honor Dr. King's legacy and, you know, check out the partner events if you want to get out with the family, take advantage of the free day or the library event. Um, And we're just excited to see the community come together to celebrate this holiday. Stephanie, I got one question for you because we talked about this in an earlier podcast. Uh, You had that listing of Christmas light displays Mm -hmm. all throughout town. So I did, I went out and, uh, did a few videos oh, of yeah. them, yep. and uh, I only could do a few. I didn't have time to go to all. There was a long yeah. list of them, and some were pretty impressive. And oh, yeah. a few people do leave them up a little bit into yep. the new year. But I, I, I uh, that video had lots of people watch it, and and uh, I was impressed with what I said. Just yeah. and these are homes; these are not businesses oh, yeah. or governments. These are homes. They're impressive, and there there's one by my house that is the one that you know they have the radio station you tune into, and it's all sequenced to lights and it's a very popular one but um the holiday lights map is just you know a great example of um something we offer residents that um we're talking about should we do something for halloween displays this year because i know my kids love the halloween displays and there's some really impressive ones but um yes as you mentioned there are still displays up and you know it's a cheap family activity if you want to pile in with some hot chocolate and drive around and check them out and, uh, Amy, there are always volunteer opportunities in the City of Fishers uh, beyond this event. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have volunteer opportunities all year long. Um, 
probably well we have a pre-k prom coming up next month and then we'll have keep fishers beautiful in april which will have multiple volunteer opportunities as well as spark and oh yes and our volunteer fishers website also does have volunteer opportunities with other local nonprofits. So Amy will work with the nonprofits to figure out if they're hosting an event. So you can go there, you can search for maybe an interest area, and we can help to pair you with a nonprofit as well. Yeah, we have over 40 nonprofit organizations on volunteerfishers.com. We also have a, a, a way for uh, businesses to request team building volunteer opportunities so there is a tab on that website where they can request a team building volunteer opportunity we can either work with them to create something with with the city or i compare them with a nonprofit organization that can use team uh volunteers stephanie since i have a little extra time we got to ask you about mm-hmm. this because you have already had an event in november to reveal geist waterfront park yes and it was cold. Oh, yes. It was windy. <laughs> you know, it, it took yeah. a lot to get an old guy yeah. like me to get out that yeah. weather. And I didn't stay long, but there were 500 people there, yeah. estimated. And yeah. there might have been more than that. Yep. And, and there, I mean, I saw people getting up on the... Uh, on all the, the playground equipment, yeah. the swing. It was, oh, yeah. And it was cold, and people were still doing that. People are very excited, and we're really excited. You know, we've been talking about this park, I feel like, for years now. I remember the groundbreaking, it seems like, just yesterday. And so March, we will open the park. I would say stay tuned um, in the next few weeks, probably in February, we'll announce more about um, how you as a resident can take advantage, what the opening festivities will look like. But, you know, speaking of Geist, Larry, I have to give a plug for the Geist half because Mm -hmm. that was just announced over the holidays. So if you've been traveling or busy with holidays, you might have missed that. But um, the city has um, announced we are taking over Geist half. We're working very closely um, with the board and it is now in September. September and registration is open. Um, we have some great discounts and specials right now, so check those out. And um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. We have a lot of great things planned. That's both a 5K and a half marathon. Yes, you can do a 5K or a half marathon, um, and you know, same traditional kind of um, course. It's September 16th now. But, uh, yeah, and hopefully we're hoping in the fall it gives a little breathing room from some other popular races in the spring, like the Mini Marathon or Carmel. Um, So, yes, please join us. And if you're not a runner and you want to be present to experience the fun of a race we're going to be utilizing over 600 volunteers yeah oh 600 yeah well i guess Sir. thinking about the geography a lot of ways <laughs> to get involved yes how many roads will have to be closed for that i don't know the exact number of that larry but it shouldn't be surprising from previous years um this is a beloved community event that's been happening for a long time so we're excited to kind of add our own twist um fisher's parks will help with kind of the post event festivities but um, as Amy mentioned there's so many ways to get involved even if you do not want to run or walk walkers mm-hmm. are welcome too <laughs> I don't know I'm thinking about uh, I would be walking very slowly that's if I, okay <laughs> that's, that's fine okay. 
All levels. Okay. I want to thank uh, Amy Krell and Stephanie Perry for being with me. We were here to talk about the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, January 16th, and a few days before that. There's a food drive to benefit local food banks, which are in bad need at this time of Mm -hmm. year for material. There is a demand out there that is higher than the supply. So if you can help out, uh, we would ask that you do that. So thank you for being here, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you'd like to comment on my blog, please do so with any suggestions. In the meantime, please be safe and be kind.